And welcome back to the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. You can send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com. Website, trenton365.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter as well. Just uh, do a search for Trenton 365 or me, Jacques, J-A-C-Q-U-A, last name Howard. In the studio with me is Chuck Latini, also known as Charles Latini, Ewing High School graduate, just like me, and uh, he's gone on to uh, start his own firm, uh, and the name of his firm is Latini and Gleets Planning. They're based out of West Trent, New Jersey. Website is Latini, L-A-T-I-N-I-G-L-E-I-T-Z.com. You can also call them, 212-203-5137. And we've been talking about his background and how he got introduced to planning and if you were listening I don't know if you heard the little tidbit about this was something that was planted in him or at least stoked in him in high school and that's what is very important about our time around young people for us to realize that you never know what you're going to do to them to encourage them or discourage them and Chuck was encouraged and now he's moved on to some amazing things and he decided to come back to his hometown which is also pretty amazing and he's going to have his fingerprints all over the Parkway Town Center which is going to be a breaking ground in April if I have that date right correct Lord will <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, in the first part of, of the program, we were just talking about Chuck's background, how he got involved into planning, etc. But uh, Chuck, I'd like to transition now, and, and I know most people who are listening and watching, they want to know, hey, what's going on with this Parkway Town Center and the different renditions it's gone through and where it is, etc.? Well, you know, uh, Parkway Town Center is a very specific project within what, what we're calling the Ewing Town Center. So... Parkway Town Center is a name that the developer, um, who's Atlantic Realty, has coined the redevelopment of General Motors. Um, and, you know, the Ewing Town Center is some of the land that surrounds it, touches on into the village of West Trenton, encompasses the uh, West Trenton train station, uh, portions of the airport. Mm. Um, reaches up the Scotch Road, grabs the old Naval Warfare Center right mm -hmm. across the street, Caddy Corner, um, involves, very much involves the uh, the railroads, uh, both SEPTA, um, CSX, the freight company who operates that line primarily, and uh, and then hopefully, fingers crossed, in, in the future uh, West uh, New Jersey Transit. And so, so the Parkway Town Center is a project uh, General Motor for just the General Motor site, and the General Motor site is 80 acres of approximately probably about 100 and uh, if I had to guess, probably about 190 total acres of, of land. Um, in the redevelopment area, it was it was about 120 with the naval base connected. So we wrote a plan for those two sites because they were so large. Okay. And then other zoning got put in place to support the plan. So in um, and so we've been working for the last year and a half with the specific developer. Um, for a long time before that, I mean, there's, you know, it's it's quite a process. Um, the process of, of of visioning to implementation, it could be ten to twelve years before you see something bubble up out of the ground. And and we're right about we're right about at the uh, the, the ten year mark. Okay. For for this thing and and some of the, the work we've done in the past, probably even even longer than that. Um, and so this project now just got planning board approval. 
um, developer, very well-heeled developer out of Woodbridge, New Jersey, Atlantic uh, Realty. And um, for the 80 acres portion, there's going to be um, what amounts to 100 and or 1,200 housing units, give or take. Um, and then there will also be uh, retail and commercial in a, a ground floor configuration with, with some of the units above that. So all told, um, on the commercial side, there's going to be about 150,000 uh, square feet of, of retail commercial. Mm. So when you come down Parkway Avenue and you hit that light right where the, right where the Marazzo Shopping Center is, you'll see four-story buildings going straight up right there, similar to Robbinsville. Mm. Um, as, a, as a local example of a new town center. Mm -hmm. um, and then those buildings will carry you into what it amounts to a, a, an acre and a half community green, where the community can host um, events, you know, music in the park. Um, hopefully one day the fireworks, will, fireworks parade will loop around it. Um, and then uh, lining the streets on each side of the park will be um, 24 live-work units. So we were talking on, in the first segment about, um, you know, the changing demographic. Mm -hmm. And there's a, there's a push towards people who, you know, they don't want to have an office in their house, but they want it nearby. So there's going to be, like, um, 24 of these units where the ground floor is commercial. Could be a doctor, could be me, mm -hmm. operating a planning or an engineering um, firm. Um, with uh, and I would live above it, not connected necessarily inside directly, but mm -hmm. it would be a commercial use with residential above, and then uh, and then some of the streets that that exist currently in the town that dead end like Sylvia Street, that'll be that'll be connected through to improve circulation, and a whole new street network will build be built across that whole 80 acres, with 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 bicycle and pedestrian provisions, residents will have bike rooms or not not rooms but they'll have sheltered uh, facilities for the bikes to promote that mm -hmm. um, the project will also connect to the existing train station in West Trenton we have um, we have commitments from SEPTA to um, rehab that station and actually make it um, or I would say habitable for, mm -hmm. for people who want to use it because right now people are parking and you know, drainage ditches and whatever else they, they could park in so we're going to improve that whole thing landscape it, connect the, connect the new development and the existing development into it by, by foot. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, a host of other pedestrian connections and, and improvements like new sidewalks on roads that might not have them or missing pieces. Um, we'll, be, we'll be connecting bike trails from this new project to the existing uh, community center. Okay. Um, which was the old Jewish community center, if you remember. Mm -hmm. um, so that path will be a will be a bicycle and pedestrian route leading right to the back door of that. Using the other existing streets, we're hopeful to to increase that bicycle and pedestrian connections across the street through the through the Marazzo Shopping Center because right behind Marazzo's is the West End Soccer Field. Mm -hmm. And there are lot, there's lots of land back there that we're hoping to improve and then connect Carlton Avenue, hopefully, mm -hmm. to that. And some of the parks there with the idea of making it easier for, for students that are in Trenton State College to come down and utilize this area too. Um, 
So, so that connection on that side and then on the south side, we're also looking at those bike and pit uh, facilities to connect to, say, New Jersey manufacturers. So mm -hmm. at lunchtime, those folks don't have to drive to town center for, for um, alfresco dining, which mm -hmm. there'll be some opportunities for. Um, they, can, they could walk with, with what is, in essence, about a half to three-quarters of a mile. Mm. So, hearing all these these different options and uh, being able to see the plan, and thank you for sending that over to me. This isn't something that um, the idea was just dropped in the middle of nowhere. It's very much a very cohesive plan, trying to integrate lots of different things that are already happening and and are sustained in the area. Correct? Yeah, it's the product of that process that we talked about. Um, that's why the process is so important. In this project in particular, it was it's easier for me to write this plan because I've thought about this. I experienced GM as a child navigating, you know, the 330 shift when it got out during the afternoon. You didn't try to cross Parkway Avenue because it was just <laughs> madhouse. Um, other towns that I've worked in, I've done quite a bit of, of major redevelopment work, like in Harrison, New Jersey, at some in Hoboken. Um, those processes... Um, for me, relied much more on the process, but that process um, really tries to get into the local expert. Now, Mr. or Mrs. Smith or whoever's sitting in, sitting in their living room might not think they're the local expert when they're talking about putting, putting together a plan for something as grand as this, but they are mm -hmm. because they remember the history. They remember when when they were a kid, they used to walk through these woods here and they could connect, they connect to the back end of some other place that got them somewhere. Well, so, so that information is critical because then I can look it up on a map and then start to connect the dots. Mm -hmm. And so all that information then comes together and, and help, helps form the plan. Hmm. Now, you also mentioned something, and we're about up on another break, but you mentioned something that was very critical. Um, you spoke a lot about recreational opportunities biking, walking, connecting to the West End soccer field, uh, in those kinds of things. I know that you get that information from having the town hall discussions and meeting with people in the community, but how important is that in the, in the idea of planning for someone like yourself? Critical. Um, using what you have there um, as, uh, as existing is great. When you're building something, particularly something at this scale, you want to build additional. Now, this is not to say I need to put a soccer field in the middle of this thing or a baseball field, um, but if I'm going to create this mixed-use environment where people are going to be on their feet and walking and biking, um, they need other they need places, um, you know, like the community green. Mm -hmm. That'll be more of a passive type of, of an activity. Um, they need the they need the public plaza spaces that you see in New York. Mm -hmm. um, all over the place. I mean, those become really critical to quality of life. And you might not, you might walk by them all day long, but at the end of the, but you could see them um, being utilized all the time in cities across the across the country. Mm -hmm. And I and when I'm out and about and I'm talking to folks, that is something that I always like to share with them. You know, when you're in New York or you're in Philadelphia, you're going to those locations generally for something. And you enjoy alfresco dining here or being able to catch a show here. Well, if you had those opportunities in your neighborhood, and then a lot of times you do, it behooves you to go ahead and enjoy those and to encourage the growth and development of those as well. Absolutely. I mean, you got Rittenhouse Square in Philly. You got 
uh, you know, the Morristown Green in Morristown. You know, there's a slew of them in New York City. Um, we have them all across the state. A lot of our communities aren't using our, our open spaces to their best utility. And so the planning process can actually get at some of those um, some of those opportunities by saying, well, why aren't you using this space that's in between these neighborhoods? Well, maybe, maybe, when the, maybe when the neighborhoods were designed, they weren't designed to connect the people to them, and they have to walk all the way around and draw or drive to it. Well, that ruins the sort of the whole reason for them to begin with. So connecting them to those spaces and, and adorning them with, with things that people want to do once they're there, whether it's just to sit under a tree or if it's a playground for their kid or a dog run. Yeah, great. We're speaking with Chuck Latini. Uh, he's a planner, and we've been talking about lots of things about the industry itself, but we're going to be drilling down on the Parkway Town Center after a very short break. You're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. And welcome back to the Trenton 365 show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. You can follow me on Twitter, at Trenton365. Send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com. And as I've told you on many occasions, I'd love to sit down and have a conversation, preferably over meals and drinks. And we can talk about all the wonderful things that are happening in our world and in this community and how we together can build a better community for everyone. And uh, projects like the one I'm discussing tonight with Chuck Latini are exactly part of that mission. These are things that are going to happen they're coming down the pike. It behooves everyone to get involved in the process. Share your two cents, your one cent, your nickel, your dime, your penny, whatever it is. Because this is the world that you are going to end up passing on to your children who are going to inherit this. So it makes sense for you to be a part of the project and to encourage what you'd like to actually see here. I'm going to share Chuck's um, information here. The name of his firm is Latini and Gleets Planning. And they're based out of uh, West Trent, New Jersey. Website is www.latinigleets.com. And that's spelled L-A-T-I-N-I-G-L-E-I-T-Z. You can call Chuck at 212-203-5137. And when you call him, ask him to, talk, to tell you about what the city planner, urban planner, uh, redevelopment, what this project and what this industry is like. Because... We may not understand or recognize that the way roads go, streets are built, neighborhoods are developed, that there are professionals who are creators like Chuck who have a hand in doing this. But Chuck is civically active and, and very interested in hearing from the people in the community who, what, well, what they want, what their children want, what they remember from their childhood, etc. And that's how we develop these communities into what more and more people are going to be excited about. So Chuck was sharing lots of different things over the, over the hour about his background, etc. But we want to talk now about Parkway Town Center. And for those of you who are watching on television over WPHY, Channel 25, you'll actually be able to uh, see that. And Parkway Town Center is part of a much larger project that encompasses the Naval Air Propulsion Area, the Naval War Area, um, also some of the other uh, open space that's in the region as well. So, Chuck, let's drill down a little bit on Parkway Town Center, um, what it's going to look like. Um, is it rental? Is it uh, home ownership, et cetera? Okay. Yeah, so, so we ran through the numbers last segment. Um, but I think what we, you know, we, we got a good partner and a developer. And, and it was critical um, that that partner understood the vision that, that the town, the community, you spoke about the community that was involved, that did chime in, did participate. Um, 
put down on plan. And once they understood that this wasn't a an apartment complex mm-hmm. on another big piece of property on another project that they own in the state, um, they bought in the division too. And so you'll see when you go on the website, um, we tried real hard in the architecture. One, in the mixed use along Parkway Avenue, which again are going to be four-story buildings, we tried to bring in the architecture and the history of the old General Motors site, that facade that was um, uh, very pronounced in the administrative function of the building. Now, the back part of the building was just a factory, but the, the front part was that interesting color, goldish brick, mm-hmm. but, the, but it was sort of an Art Deco kind of look and feel to the front doors. That's mimicked within, within those buildings. It's not exactly, it's, a, it's modern, it's, it's not replicating a historical building, it's, it's using it as a, as a visual cue for a new modern building. The, the units that are going to be provided, now this is going to be primarily a, res, a retail, a retail, a residential, <laughs> a rental community. <laughs> but, you know, and that, that, that alarms some folks. And, and for good reason, because nobody wants another, a giant apartment complex where we were trying to build a town center. Um, so we worked really closely, and we continue to work closely with the architects on ensuring that those residential buildings, there's going to be primarily three types amongst all the buildings that are in there. And, and each type, each building itself comes with a, a certain number of units, I, um, I think maybe 16 to 20 units per, per block of building. And, and so in order to make sure that that town center got realized, there are front doors on the, on, in the front that look like a townhouse. Mm. The, building, the building is vertically treated like a townhouse. And, and with, with eaves and awnings and, and overhangs and all the things that you would normally see in any town center anywhere. What taking this approach was a little bit difficult because it doesn't necessarily work with the apartment building model, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, we've had to work with the layouts of how the units work inside and how they relate and look on the outside because that outside became so important to us. How it looked and feel and felt when somebody was walking or biking down the road, they don't want it to feel like you're in some apartment complex. You want to feel like you're in a town. Mm-hmm. So. The interesting thing that these buildings, the way they're treated now, offer is if there's a time down the road that the developer wants to sell off a piece of them, you could break that that segment, which has three units in it right now. You could turn it into one three-story townhouse. Or you could have a townhouse on the first floor and second floor an apartment above. It has the ability to really be flexible. Now, I I want to interrupt you there because that to me is a very ingenious and brilliant. I'm sure that that's a model that is being implemented in other places. Locally, within the state of New Jersey, is this something that is being implemented on a regular basis, this kind of a model? Well, not necessarily a rental model that that somebody's thinking about, you know, what are the long-term prospects of it becoming a for-sale product. Mm -hmm. Um, But there there are plenty of examples throughout the state. We had talked about you know the Mars towns, the, the the Princetons, the 
the, uh, the Morristowns, the Haddonfields, the South Oranges. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they all they all get these projects to them uh, on a daily basis, pretty much, looking at old factories that are dried up mm-hmm. or areas where um, you know the town thinks something else you know it would be more beneficial to the community and so they reimagine these spaces and they and so the important thing is when you're dealing with these villages and these town centers and these whether existing or new like this one um, how it meets the ground becomes really critical so a lot of back and forth goes between you know the architects and, and the urban designers or planners um, to make sure that 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 relationship is right, because you don't want dead space in your in your downtown, because that dead space then relates to somebody's somebody's um, uh, disdain for maybe walking down there, because they don't like this dead space that they're walking through. So you could you could, you have to look at that. You have to look at where your your parking lots are located. You got to look at how your landscaping is arranged. You got to look at all of it. Um, I would say the, the most interesting thing or most difficult thing to, to kind of envision in this case, and say Robbinsville too, mm-hmm. is that they're new town centers. These ones that I brought up before, although we're all working off of very much the same set of principles of community design, those communities have matured over many, many years. I mean, Morristown, mm-hmm. Princeton, they're all historical places, right? So they've evolved somewhat organically after the, after the nuts and bolts, after the street network and everything was laid in place. Things have changed. Things have been bulldozed. The hospitals turned into housing now. Mm-hmm. You know, wh- whatever the case may be. In, say, Robbinsville, when you drive by it, you got to remember, that's half the picture. Mm-hmm. The other half is going to go on the other side of the street. And hopefully, you go down 33, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be the, a much more active place and maybe they'll actually look at 33 itself and try to calm that down a little bit so the pedestrians can cross and, and be more active across the street. That's just what's going to happen here, too. Parkway Town Center is one piece of the puzzle. The other side, the Marazzo Shopping Center, that shop, that, that supermarket's great, but it has a big parking lot in the front that maybe you can put a liner building in between mm-hmm. and, and really treat both sides of Parkway Avenue um, with good solid architecture that then allows for some of the other parcels that are next to it to have greater marketability mm-hmm. and so so you're trying to you're trying to continuously leverage one parcel against another it's this is it, without without the process without people getting involved what you end up with is what I think a lot has happened down say some of our highway corridors it happened in Ewing too you have these big big highways and you you um, you develop your community where a developer comes in and says I want this I want this piece of property and I'm gonna make it a, a big shopping center with a with a 60,000 square foot building and it's gonna be 800 park car parking space on the on the avenue and then and then that's it and if you're not involved in the planning process and your zoning allows for that to happen then sh- Shame on you for allowing those folks to put that kind of zoning at the market because it's going to now tell you what you're going to be. Mm-hmm. Versus in this case, we've told the market, we think that we did some market studies too, so we didn't, take, we didn't just plop a vision out of the air and say this is something we can be when we couldn't. Um, 
but we're, we're very much trying to shape that. We have a vision for where the community wants to go, and, and the community's been, been pretty supportive of that, and they've been involved in that, and hopefully they'll continue to be involved in that, because there's going to be some projects coming down the road on the other side of the street that need, need public to, to provide input on. Hmm. And, you know, it can't be just left to us to say, hey, this is what it's going to be. Yeah. Well, you have something to say, too. And when you come and engage in a democratic process, whether or not you think it means something or not, it does. You pack a, a room full of people, whether or not they might be the only 20 people mad about something, but it seems like 20,000. Exactly. <laughs> yep. And, uh, folks, you can see the excitement on, on Chuck's face. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. We've got another break coming up. And uh, for those of you who want to know more about some of the studies that have taken place. We're going to talk about that after the break as well. You're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. And welcome back to the Trenton 365 show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. In the studio with me is Chuck Latini, who is a planner, and we've been talking about lots of different things about the industry itself, how he got into it, etc. But we've been drilling down on this project that has been in the making, as Chuck said, for almost about a decade now. And uh, this is the first beginning of it. It's the Parkway Town Center. And most folks in this region will know it by the Fisher Body Plant or the old General Motors site in Ewing Township on Parkway Avenue. And uh, Chuck's been sharing about the whole process, that this isn't something that just a rubber stamp, we're just going to drop this uh, block of buildings in here and uh, they're going to revolutionize the neighborhood. There's been a lot of discussions, a lot of conversations. Um, this, the Ewing Township Council and Mayor have been actively involved. I'm sure dozens and probably hundreds of residents have voiced their opinions, their concerns, etc. have been a part of the democratic process, which is what all of us should be doing in every aspect of our lives because this is our world, our city, our community, etc. So Chuck's been um, extremely eloquent in laying this out and I hope that you will reach out to him and you can find him easy. You can go to his website, Latini and Glites, excuse me, Latini and Glites.com, L A T I N I G L E I T Z.com, or you can go through the Trenton365.com website. The archives of this will be up there as well. And I hope that you will reach out to Chuck and uh, ask him about not only this project, but the whole planning process in general and urban development and designing neighborhoods, etc. It's actually fascinating. And when you start looking at the maps, etc., I think it's going to change your mind completely. Chuck, um, uh, when I was sharing this on social media, a couple of people said, okay, you know, I hope that you guys have done traffic calming studies and those things. And you've made it clear that this is a whole big process. This isn't something like a developer came in and yeah. said, hey, here's a, here's a check. I want this property. I'm going to do whatever I want. So just talk about some of the things that, that have been a part of this, please. So we've, uh, when we embarked on this, um, I wanted to make sure that it wasn't just from the land use, you know, what uses we can put on the site, but how those uses are going to access it, the marketability. And then we had another, um, really difficult issue to, to battle with was the environmental too. And so, um, you know, our team at the start included an Excel, Excel environmental out of uh, North Brunswick. Um, they handled all the analysis of all the DEP data, um, crunched all that, all that told us where all the hot spots were, what was possible, what wasn't possible, what needed to be cleaned versus what could be capped, say, with a parking lot, whatever. 
Um, then we had urban engineers out of Philadelphia doing the traffic. Um, excellent, excellent uh, traffic engineer, Dave Cox. Um, he, he, he was at DOT for many years, and I always tell him I won't hold that against him. <laughs> but he understands, he understands the land use, all the DOT guys, if they are listed in there, no, you know, the, the joke between planning and the, and the transportation guys. Um, but it's all good. Um, and so he really understands the land use side of this and, and, and has really worked well with us to, to say, okay, well, this is the type of place you're looking to create. This is the amount of traffic it's going to generate. You know, in, in downtowns, there's a certain level of congestion that you have to live with. Or else you're going to blow a road to four, wide open to four lanes. You're not going to have that pedestrian and bicycle mm-hmm. livability factor because your roads are going to be too big. They're going to be hospitals. They're going to be fast, dangerous. So squeezing things down a little bit and having some acceptable level of congestion is, is, is important. Um, I wouldn't call it congestion. I call it traffic calming because mm-hmm. you use that, you use that, those levels as a means to um, uh, calm traffic and keep, keep the speeds down. Um, so, and, then, and then the last piece was uh, Todd Poole from uh, Forward Planning. He's up in up in Hopo. Excellent, excellent economic um, economic data analysis. Um, talked about the marketplace. You know, looked at looked at the local. Yeah, you know, there's the, you know you got the Ewing, the Lawrence, Trenton, uh, even a little bit in the in the Pensy, in the Marstown Marsville um, market. But then you have you know you, you you come out and then now all of a sudden you're hitting the Princetons and the Hopals and the New Towns and and then and so. There's a certain level when you're creating a quality place, you know, there's a distance people will travel to get there. Mm-hmm. So there's so it's important to look a little bit beyond just what's down the street. Because in this case, we're trying to really turn the dial up and create something that wasn't there, as you know, mm-hmm. when you grew up here. Um, so giving us a there there mm-hmm. was really important. So taking all these analysis, and, and in particular, I'll dwell on the traffic because the environmental is taken care of. DP has got our back on that, believe me. Um, and the market analysis is there. We have the ability to do it. We have proof. We've got a, a well-heeled developer chomping at the bit to get started in April. The engineering on the traffic stuff is still, you know, still evolves because it is a strong partnership with uh, Greg Zandusky and Aaron Watson over at, the, over at Mercer County and, and their transportation people, great partners throughout this process. Um, and, and really nailing down, okay, what exactly, we know there's are going to be certain choke points, there's going to be some intersection improvements we need to make, we know we're putting bike lanes on certain mm-hmm. roads, um, you know, what are the, what's going to be the size of the sidewalks, you know, how are we going to, how are we going to slow things down, how are we going to manage, how are we going to manage traffic so it continues to get through. So we were looking at, I mentioned earlier about Sylvia Street, which basically connects Sullivan Way mm-hmm. to Scotch Road. That being a critical piece of infrastructure, because things can then, it acts as sort of a relief valve of Grand Avenue and Bear Tavern Roads and, and Lower Ferry. Still some intersection improvements to be done on those, in those areas, but by and large, I think we've, we've, we've gotten our bases covered. Um, there will be a couple of other things that we, we continue to be working on, some, some stuff down on Sullivan Way itself, maybe a roundabout. Mm. Um, but all things geared towards 
not just making this work for cars. I think, I think the planning and development community for many years, it became about, well, you don't have enough parking, or, you know, the roads are all congested, you need to get us through. Well, are we planning for the automobile, or are we planning for people who are in those automobiles? It's a big difference in how you're, what, your plan of attack. So, so, in, so in, this, in this case, we're really planning for people first, above all. And people, once they actually get out of their car, or maybe, and hopefully, they're not even taking their car to get here. They're, they're taking the train to the train station. This was also part of the study. We have a service that goes all the way to Philadelphia Airport right now at our mm -hmm. West Trenton train station. Okay, should it downtown, Philly, Broad Street Station. Great service. Um, there's been talks about this line going north for many, many years, and it, and it used to go north. It stopped some sometime in the 70s, um, but that has to happen at some point again. Let's say has to happen for us. It has to happen because the northeast corridor is is old. Mm -hmm. When that thing starts to crumble and breaks down on a day or two, what happens to the market in New York and everybody? Mm -hmm. They can't get to work. There's no train relief valve. That is a parallel track. It's like Turnpike Route One, you know, Northeast Quarter, West Trenton Line. Mm -hmm. So in this case, right now we have a service that does service the Philly market. We want it to go to New York, obviously, because the New York market's like no other market on the planet. Not to sell Philly shirt, because Philly's fourth strongest in the nation, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, and and so short term, invest in the existing station. Long term, the developer takes out two apartment buildings, drops a parking garage on there. Slides in a slides in a train station. We move the train station north to the line, and then the focal point becomes Parkway Avenue with the train station reaching out and connecting by pedestrian on both sides of the road. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm I'm so glad you said that because I think a lot of times when people see the public um, a release of a drawing or something like this, like they 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 get caught in the glitz and glamour, and say, "Oh wow, this is awesome." But you've made it clear that this is something that is going to be organic. It's going to evolve, and it has an opportunity to change some things. Like, I didn't even think about, hey, we can take a couple of these buildings out, redevelop a, a train station, and now we've got two lines coming out of Mercer County running from the capital, basically, all the way to New York, and also going south to Philadelphia. I mean, those kinds of thoughts, um, that's more of an international kind of a mindset, like thinking, okay, folks, we want you to live in these different pockets of areas, but you don't need your car. There's no reason for you to have a, a, a car, which is what we're learning with millennials. They don't really have any interest in buying a house or spending lots of money on cars. They want that life experience, and I think that this plan is part of that, and I think it's right on track. So the you said April, and I know it's public that April is when this is going to begin, so to speak, air quotes. What can people expect in April Well, if everything goes well? Hopefully, if things continue to go well. Um, You'll start to see action on that site before April, hopefully within the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, um, you know they they they're 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 still finalizing the pieces of closing between General Motors, which is held in trust by Racer Corporation. It's called uh, revitalizing auto communities. I forget what the rest of the ER stands for, um, but they're but they're a group that took all of the toxic assets off of GM's books during the auto bailout when when okay. when that happened uh, shortly into President Obama's term. 
and so those toxic assets then came off and are managed by uh, by racer and so they're going to so they're going to close on the property um, very shortly but there's an agreement that then allows them to go start crushing concrete which used to be the old foundation for mm. I mean, there's a million square feet of foundation that that building used to sit on so going there clearing off the old scrub brush that are that's brush that's uh, growing up through the cracks of the parking lot and and, and getting it prepped. Um, so, and in April, what I hope you start to see is is uh, heavy activity. I mean, I say hope. You know, it's going to be a little bit of a it's going to be a little little cross to bear for a little while because it's you know it's going to be 80 acres being developed into what we're developing into, and it's no small task. Thirty seconds, truck finish up. Give a goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Folks, you've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. In the studio with me is my childhood friend, Chuck Latini. Give him a call, 212-203-5137. Send him an email, cwlcharliewhiskeylima at latinigleets.com. And tell him you want to know more about this project and some of his other projects. And also ask about his fascinating story about being in high school and learning that he might want to be a planner. Jacques, thanks so much for having me. It was a pleasure. And, and just to underscore your point, get involved, folks. I'm looking at the camera. Look, get involved. Because, awesome. I mean, there's going to be a lot of pieces here. Fantastic. Chuck, I'm going to have you back, so thank you very much. Folks, we'll see you next week, the Trenton 365 Show. Have a good night. Take care.